0: A structure of mystical and alien origin, emanating particles of abstract perspectives and reflection into the expansive nightscape to those who know where to listen. This is Monolith de Mythos, the Monstro Studio Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Monolith de Mythos, the Monstro Studio Podcast. That's right. You're here with us once again with Trey Spells and myself, and we Benwell. are episode seven, lucky seven, lucky seven. <laughs> Take me to heaven. Yeah.
1: Well, it's uh, been an interesting week. You know. Uh, yeah. We're it's still all right. We're still uh, seeing how this 2020 goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're halfway there, though. Halfway there, yes. We're halfway. Mm-hmm. Man, this year's going by fast too. Oh, man. It
0: actually is. It's it, in Some parts, it's going by slowly, but now it's starting to kind of pick up, which is good. Yeah,
1: when you realize you're in July, and you realize mm-hmm. that, like, you can't go anywhere and do much, and just time <laughs> is flying. So all you got to mm-hmm. realize is uh, you got movies, music, entertainment, just to keep you going. Yeah, yeah. And, uh...
0: I know, I've been trying... I've, I've, well, ever since I'm trying, I've been trying to, like do more movies and stuff yeah like watch more whatever's out there like all the things that i uh have i have had in the back burner but never got around to checking out
1: oh like movies to watch and shit mm-hmm. okay yeah i feel
0: like i feel like this podcast is helping out with that too
1: yeah um makes you watch uh quite a few more films than you usually would
0: oh definitely like you know that's good for you know myself mm-hmm. as in isolated Not really like I'll have like you and Justin over sometimes, but Mm -hmm. no not really anybody else not really going out doing anything else, which yeah, you know, with Fourth of July weekend coming up, that's gonna make things a little weird. Yeah. Like do you have anything planned going on for the weekend? Um well, this actually might be the first first
1: oh, first fourth of July that actually don't have anything going on and I kinda Mm -hmm. want it that way. You know, I want a holiday where i prepare myself like hey people are out there doing things and you know what i'm not gonna do anything because mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just gonna follow the rules of the, of the state you know what i mean I'm Just gonna stay yeah. home but then again i i know a lot of people aren't gonna be doing much because they mm-hmm. can't do much you know but i'm gonna probably notice a lot of barbecues at home a lot of fireworks <laughs> at home and if you maybe you could see fireworks from that place your place or you know out in your a lot of backyard uh things happening mm-hmm. i would say um i could go i to actually my...
0: kind of forgot about the fireworks shows
1: but... <laughs> yeah they're uh some of them are still happening um i know okay. i know the one in mesa is still happening but i don't like i wonder how it's going down though that's the question yeah
0: because they're probably not going to be having a gathering at um tepe te- uh, tepe town beach yeah, park yeah like which is where like they usually have the fireworks call off around here
1: yeah um, so
0: i guess they're probably still doing that because a lot of people can still see them from their yards or whatever mm-hmm. so
1: it's like they're yeah. still gonna have the fireworks show just without people mm-hmm. yeah um i mean i guess if you can see them from your house um, mm-hmm. it's more like when i really think about it it's just like isn't even worth it but i'm just like ah, it's america's holiday <laughs> you know like they're still gonna do America. it no matter what they do, they'll do it with gas mask on yeah
0: you know go america go yeah <laughs> exactly and they're gonna get lo- that enthusiasm back they're not gonna hear
1: any <laughs> cheering in the background you know they're just lighting fireworks off <laughs> but uh yeah um so my plans are really basically nothing if something comes up it comes up if not <laughs> i am prepared for it and i'm good you know um i saw some fireworks mm-hmm. just recently um uh, i was watching a movie earlier this week and oh. i saw some on my patio just like popping off i'm like wait what are they doing it's not 4th of july yet hey there and they were going off for like a good 10 minutes and i could see that i was like hey this is a good 4th of july for me and then plus i'm next to that canal right there so maybe i can see <laughs> i don't have anybody blocking my view right there so maybe i could see some you never know so uh, yeah. That's my plans. Oh yeah,
0: so. you have a really, you have a really good spot. Uh, yeah, out uh, your front door. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm I love
1: that you could just walk out there and there's not a building in front of you. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the patio. Quite. Like there's not mm-hmm. a building in front of me. It's just some trees. You got the front door. It's, quite, it's a dog it's quite park. Nice, quite nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we chose a good spot because mm-hmm. we had four to choose from. We're like, um, oh, cool. these are all terrible views. So yeah, did you have anything planned? To- for 4th of july honestly
0: There's- not really i do have tomorrow off from work i think it was for holiday but i'll probably just um either just spend it at home or if uh, uh my girl wants to do something you know i'll probably hit her up later this is so- for friday
1: right though yep okay friday yeah was That july but also
0: 3rd? But I but I might as well just bring it up too. Mm-hmm. Uh I also wanna get um tested tomorrow for COVID. Oh look at you go. I know. I already have the appointment set up. I'm doing one of those uh drive through like appointments at CVS. Is that what they are? You um like so is there a line too? It's I'm not sure. I wanna say that there is going to be a line, but it's mm-hmm. also like ten minute apart appointments. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm pretty sure it's per person, so I don't know if you could have like a car full of people to get tested, or if it's just one at a time, well, like one person, one test per car.
1: Yeah, and you said CBS parking I lot, right?
0: Yeah, there's like a few select CBS's that okay. are doing um, these tests. Okay, well, and, it's, they, and they say it's um, no money out of pocket, and like your nice. insurance will cover it, which I do have, so I should mm-hmm. be good. So, uh,
1: yeah, the most most of the time, I keep seeing people like Snapchat them in line and stuff. I don't think they're going to like CVS. I feel like they're going to like hospital drive-throughs. But maybe it is there a CVS. Are. I'm just I they some of them will be waiting in line for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um. Yeah. Believe, I, I hope I'm not. Believe it or not, I had a cousin that went yesterday. I don't know if I told oh. you and she um she was with a buddy and they were getting the test and uh, they ran out of gas <laughs> as soon as it got. Oh line. no. So, yeah and um it's all true because she has to snapchat everything like it's a tv mm-hmm. show and she even Snapchat the the nobody doctor. else is going to document her life yeah nobody else is going to do it so that she doc- uh she Snapchat the doctors and nurses like saying apologizing <laughs> to them just like and her walk they're walking away from the truck
0: i was just like why are they sorry I was like, they're not the ones that didn't fill her gas i was like what are they doing <laughs>
1: But I'm thinking, okay, I get it, though. 45 minutes, and it is hot outside. So, you're like, yeah, your car mm-hmm. is running. But it's like, yeah, you probably should go there with a full tank. They should probably say that on the news before you go to these things, you know? Go there with mm-hmm. a full tank in case, you know, AC starts running. Or you, or just your car's running,
0: right? In case so. you're going to be there for a while.
1: Yeah. Which, the- you
0: know, you know, all the more power. So, like, all, like, the, the social workers and, like... Uh, like pharmacists or like minute clinics you know at the CVS's you know people working outside the hospitals nurses all that for you know putting up with all this shit oh hell yeah
1: yeah i I don't know so if I know. could do it and that's mm-hmm. not that's some serious patients and I'm terrible mm-hmm. with patients so uh, yeah shout out to them doing all that are you
0: terrible with patients yeah like assisting patients or no no
1: patients waiting
0: for patients with patients. No, not the, the patience.
1: no, not, with, not with the people, but just like, just doing that same thing over and over. Just like, but I don't, have, I wouldn't have the patience for it. Like I need to go out somewhere. I need to go check my phone or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm.
0: what's new on YouTube? But still, I <laughs> like, still, I, still, I made a punny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it,
1: yeah. Shout out to them. Oh, they're, Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough job. Especially mm-hmm. like them standing out in the heat too. Like I didn't even think about that either. Mm-hmm. Like they have to stand out mm-hmm. there. They're just like uh, you're in and out and Chick Fil A workers standing out there in the heat taking your order. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. You know, they don't get too. enough.
0: <laughs> Whatever they get, it's not enough. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Chick Fil A, yo. Find them some shade. Well, no, <laughs> maybe not Chick Fil A. Yeah, maybe something <laughs> not that's Chick-fil-A. not, you know. Oh, okay. donating to like hateful groups or whatever but that's beside the point <laughs> yeah um you know, nurses they don't care who you are they'll still like treat you
1: so uh fourth of july so that's your that's your july 3rd plan right yeah and then
0: uh fourth of july did you have anything going on that day um i don't know maybe my parents will barbecue something up Mm-hmm. they've been doing barbecues every weekend because we have a new barbecue and Ooh. also because why not
1: yeah why not
0: so dude that's all that's
1: all you gotta say is a barbecue like that and mm-hmm. you could be satisfied with
0: that you know barbecue oh, it yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, i'll probably watch some random stuff too but knowing me it might just be more youtube
1: mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, I, I, every holiday And
0: like, also just it also just nothing worth talking about
1: either. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know uh since the whole COVID stuff shit started, it's like every um every holiday that goes by, I think we've had Easter, um I'm not gonna count say Good Mayo. Um mm-hmm. Mother's Day, Father's Day, um was there another one I'm missing? Or Saint
0: Patrick's Day. So that probably
1: what, also falls in the line of Cinco de Mayo. Well, Saint Ch- Saint Patrick's Day was like right at the beginning. I, th- I mm-hmm. feel I think um, I think the COVID shit starting stuff down was right at the beginning of Aries season was was like April, uh, March twenty first. So it was like mm-hmm. right. Be- it was like the last holiday right before a bunch of shit start closing up. We start yeah, getting things all
0: those- started to take into effect.
1: Yeah. So every holiday is just um, it feels like a little uh, what do you call that? Um, something in a timeline uh like uh we're at a certain point you know Mm -hmm. and it makes you evaluate to me these holidays are making you evaluate yourself who you're around what you're doing at that time you know compared Mm -hmm. to being in the robot uh versions that we are on these holidays because i feel like i I find holidays very weird you know Mm because they're very government structured like oh we're programmed to go do this and celebrate that way you know what I mean? Well,
0: you have to go out. you yeah. have to, yeah. you know, you have to dress in green or else, you know, you get yeah. a pension. Yeah, you you got to go buy some sparklers. No, fuck off. You, buy Take some fingers away from me. Exactly. Got to look at the pretty lights in the sky.
1: Yeah. Um. You got to go buy some sparklers for 4th of July or you're not having a good mm-hmm. time. It's just the way it is. So holidays are just all, like, they're all up in the air for now, you know? Yep. Someone uh I I saw someone post on Instagram like Halloween is actually all year long this year. Mm-hmm. And that's what it seems like, you know, like it's spooky. It's spooky times.
0: Spooky. I mean, they're not you could d- also what's that? You you can also dress up in your own leisure time. You don't necessarily you could just Yeah. It's the perfect time to like, you know, I've always wanted to try out like dyeing my hair or maybe painting my hair. Oh nose. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get that um, piercing. I'll go to hot topic when they reopen, I'll buy the piercing and do it myself at home. There you go. That yeah. that should that that there's no way that could go wrong. Yeah. I'm sure your job won't mind. As long as what job? <laughs> Yeah.
1: As long as you don't have the, the virus. You, you you can dye your hair whatever color you want nowadays. Mm-hmm things are changing mm-hmm. anyways that's the world for you so yeah um we watched a movie um earlier this week
0: early on we did we got together and we saw Chappie. Chappie, that's right and um, i've
1: been wanting to watch this for quite a while i've heard well, I, yeah for some reason it just because it's just um it's a robot film and i know mm-hmm. the director you know directed uh elysium or asylum mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it district nine i was fans yeah. of the i was a fan of those films and you know mm-hmm. Chappie was the next one and i was like i never seen it and it took me five years to watch it yeah but i finally district did.
0: 9 is quite good mm-hmm.
1: so um so it's uh directed by neil well it's directed and written by uh neil blomkamp starring uh Sharto coplay del paddle slumdog yeah yeah yes from slumdog millionaire uh, you got ninja and yolandie Yolandi, visar
0: yeah. d d antward d r or die out Ant- d- At- or die At-
1: d- whatever or whatever pronunciations you guys prefer and uh hugh jackman and then we had um a special one i thought was kind of interesting was uh signori weaver is
0: that your security? Yeah, name? Signor, uh, star, Weaver. The star of alien. She showed up and said some lines. Yeah, every now That's and then. That's about it. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. You know, I forgot she was an Avatar too. Um was she? Yeah, she was the uh like one of the doctors or one of the doctors or something like that that like really? was against like the military wow. trying to run all that shit. But it's just wow. like it's because Avatar is so old and you're just still waiting it for is. two that you're waiting for Avatar two. It's just like you mm-hmm. forgot you who even was in the first one. You know what I mean? It's the longest sequel I've ever seen in my life. Like,
0: you said you've been wanting to watch Chappie for some time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really here or there with it because I I was I really did like District Nine. Have you always heard about uh, it though? I have. Yeah, I've always like heard about Chappie mainly from like at first I've heard about it from people just. Like, like comments or posts like on Facebook or yeah, YouTube comments of like of actually people saying that um that they weren't really into it. That it was like characters making poor decision after poor decision. And I could see where they're coming from with that. And also just the Rotten Tomatoes score is like what well, at the time was like 32%, I think.
1: Oh, that's not good, right?
0: No, no, no. no. <laughs> A fresh 50. tomato is like over sixty. Okay,
1: I I gotta so, get uh, I gotta get uh I gotta learn Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. scores.
0: Like I've I've learned like over time, well, you don't really gotta listen to like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb scores. MBB they judge harshly like that right? some judge more harshly than others, and it's mm-hmm. good. usually the case of that is like where they're coming from is not good.
1: Is that like, where they uh, separate the reviews from critics and fans? Or...
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does do that. They have their own separate score okay. for uh, critics and uh just moviegoers, like random people that um rate the movie.
1: Yeah, I probably should get more into Rotten Tomatoes and learn how their rating system works.
0: I need to also, yeah, like I also need to remember that Letterbox is a thing that exists. <laughs> I so stop. I, I did...
1: stopped using it. I want to use it more, but it, the app is just kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like a little bit I, it I, needs more pizzazz but yeah exactly for what it does I, f- I feel like it's pretty good it keeps track though
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: and it dates everything which is kind of nice speaking of mm-hmm. dates uh, Chappie came out in March 6 2015 if anyone's wondering Okay.
0: oh wow 2015
1: yeah so it's 5 years old
0: wow it's been out for a while yeah and still like I'm pretty sure even back then like the, uh, the robot effects were still like holding like they held up really well Mm-hmm. And- well, that's another thing i've heard about this movie is that it's one of the best 4k blu-rays you can buy oh really because yeah. you really get to see the detail in the robot and how well that um the cg uh robot is blend blends in with the real world mm-hmm. and how like just the effects of everything was i could really see that well done. i love
1: the colors too of the film mm-hmm. everything the was world. like everything was like for being like trying to be dark world and but newish kind of at bleak, the same yeah. time uh it was very like like when i think of it, it as like very turquoise you know like type colors yeah. turquoise hmm. yellow you know hugh jackman's clothes uh you know <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> cracked me up um this mullet his polo y- shirt yeah crocodile hunter shorts
0: yeah steve Irwin. see so, yeah steve Irwin's shorts, Irwin shorts yeah and in case you couldn't and in case you couldn't tell that his character was australian they also gave him a rugby ball mm-hmm. yeah he carried it around like almost throughout the movie to places where he had no business to bring it in just to remind you that he's an aussie That makes yeah. that makes him a bad guy <laughs> yeah
1: exactly um so what did you think of the the story to it uh, him being honestly, reprogrammed honestly I, I had
0: I a different idea of of like what the story was going to be so watching it unfold in the movie like i don't like i don't want it, i didn't want it to like the way that it actually went from what i was thinking like i wanted to say that you know i i didn't want that to kind of underwhelm me because the way i thought that it was going to go it was going to be kind of like a frankenstein's monster sort of thing where we follow Chappie, escape like gaining sentience uh escaping from the uh robot like police robot building facility he's kind of like living kind of like on his own for a while he picks up some on some things you know learning some stuff and then he runs into uh Ninja and Yolandi gets in, gets into some gang shit and from there on he meets up back with uh Slumdog millionaire and he and from there that's when he kinda like starts to learn, does he want to be, you know, a good uh sentience or bad sentience? Does he want to be a good robot, bad robot? You know, does he want to live a life of good? Does he want or does he wanna, you know, do crimes and maim people and stuff like that? And you don't really get something like that in how it plays out in the actual movie yeah because like honestly the story does not have like a through line theme or like it doesn't it doesn't have like an underlying question for it yeah like, I, I could see that like at the end of the movie you don't know like what the story is going for you don't know what it wants to be
1: well in my opinion I feel like the characters were the only interesting thing mm-hmm. out of this film and they're trying their best but like you said the story was very lacking in I don't know where it was going. Um
0: <laughs> stories lacking, but, like, I can't really say that the characters were very interesting on their own.
1: Well, I mean, I just think of Diane Antwood. I'm just, like, uh...
0: They, it, they were just playing themselves, mainly. Yeah, like, literally maybe that's why I found that themselves.
1: interesting. I'm just, like, what are they gonna do next? They're the only questionable ones. Yeah. Like, Ninja, like, he's ready to pop like, off, but he's trying to be friends
0: at the same time questionable but in a good way everyone else is questionable in a bad way you're questioning their actions yeah yeah. like like with um like with slum dog he's like telling Chappie, you know like you know don't let anybody tell you you know what you can and can't do and then five seconds later he's telling him no you cannot do crimes don't do crimes because that's bad so he's like right away in the same scene yeah he's going against what he said and that what brings up to what I was saying earlier is that the story doesn't know what it wants to be about. And that's really the fault. Like everything just comes down to that fault. Yeah. And I, it really, really drags the whole movie down, even though like there's some fun scenes, the chappy the character like Chappie, you know, his the naive innocence. He's fun to watch and like his accent is really funny i don't know Mm -hmm. if it's because he he was like they're in south africa or because he's mainly learning his slang from um Mm -hmm. the hispanic guy that they're they're called american or america by the way the
1: (laughs) by the way the movie was uh filmed in south africa so that's kind of interesting yep that's Um, like
0: neil blanc i guess neil uh blanc camp is like south african so like that's where um okay that's where um uh, District 9 was set in. in oh, films. okay. And also, uh, D. Ward, they're South African. Uh, yeah, they're South African. So, you know, it makes so sense it makes, yeah. to Mr. throw But it also, like, the all, like, you know, all, like, the, the actors in the movie, they're just... Uh, it's, like, a weird uh, casting.
1: Yeah, it is a weird casting. Um, a
0: weird collection of these actors.
1: I want to... Uh, so, I've been trying to learn... As I'm watching movies and learning reviews and stuff like that, um, I'm trying to learn about the acts, like act one, mm-hmm. act two, act three. The
0: three-act structure. I Is it three? Does it go up to three? There's three, but there's also five. But they can be interchangeable. These three parts can be the three-act structure, structure as well as um, setting up, like, five acts. Um, so, they're, so they're interchangeable. So a common movie would be three, basically or, and then Mm -hmm. what's the fourth and fifth? It just depends on the story kind of, um, it's, they're almost like the same thing. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I know the first act is like setting, Mm -hmm. uh, the second act is the rising incident. Like it's where like the story actually starts. The third is like, um, I want to say the rising action. Fourth Mm -hmm. is the climax. And the fifth is, um, the resolving or like mm-hmm. kind of like the like the drop in story yeah. where everything kind of like gets resolved in some way.
1: I feel like Hollywood movies uh when I listen to reviews they only like top out at 3 and maybe that's just because that's how Hollywood movies are compared to like a movie that actually has a really good story and goes up and down, up and down, right?
0: Like Yeah, it's definitely more like easier to follow. Okay.
1: Yeah, cuz most reviews I listen to they just They don't talk about an act four and act five. I've never heard of that yet. So that's why I was wondering about that. Maybe because of the reviews I'm watching on these certain movies, they just top out at three.
0: I mean, technically, like, you can fit, technically, you can fit in, um, like, act four within act two. And then act five is like just. Okay, yeah, I see. Or or actually, no, no. uh, The fourth and fifth act you can put in as act three. Mm -hmm. You can kind of think of it that way. Yeah. And then, like, the first act is like one to two and then like the second act is like two to three that's
1: interesting um
0: and it reminds me of uh like like
1: inception or something like inception is like acts i think acts are depending on each other almost right because you get your setting and you're rising at almost like the first act and then it just goes back and forth like do, do you know how to explain that one like when it comes to acts The movie inception when it keeps going back to the same dream um
0: all that type stuff i kind of get what you mean but that's still all part of the rising action okay all right because you're just you're building up even though you're going down deeper into dream levels they're going down but that's the story is still building up so you could still go deep in a certain act without it being a different act right yep Okay. Yep. And you can still have like moments where things kind of cool down, but then they kind of go start going up again. Yeah. That those are still all part of the rising action.
1: Let's uh let's wrap up Chappie. Um, IMDb give
0: it a six point eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a five, but it sucks because bro, the effects that's what I really was good. thinking too.
1: Yeah, I was I was about to give it a five too.
0: But, but honestly, like, and I probably would watch it again. Mm -hmm. but like not as like uh, a guilty pleasure movie uh not because you know the story was all that interesting but i don't know Chappie was kind of fun that robot it's character oh yeah
1: he made you fall in love with him for a fucking robot yeah so i loved his personality do you Mm -hmm. think it's because he started off as like a little baby like baby mentality learning to grow up so maybe so it's not like you're, you're learning that you can actually teach this robot to be whoever it, your personality is going to be.
0: I guess so. And I guess you can kind of relate to, like, what he chose. Oh, you know, I would want to be a gangster, too. I would want to be cool. <laughs> I would want to be cool like that, too. Yeah. But I don't know. I just wish the story was better. Yeah, dude. He had a co-writer with um, Chappie. So I don't know if, like, if like Neil like, Bloncap was, like more at fault or the other the co-writer was more at fault with how everything turned out maybe it was also just just because of all the people that they were getting in yeah and they were like oh you know uh Hugh Jackman is Australian so we gotta make his character Australian as fuck yeah exactly we gotta make him super aggro and like an asshole and we also have to make him like like a devout Christian as well
1: you know, just um, so
0: everybody knows how evil his character is. <laughs> I know. That's what
1: Christianity And, and, is. and, and not only that, the, like I mentioned earlier when we were watching the movie is like the way he kept dressing. It's like almost like they want you to hate him. Like, stop dressing like that. The fucking dorkiest clothes. I like And the, the stupidest looking mullet, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to watch District 9. Auncha, like, like just
0: that one, like that. I could like rewatch it. Yeah, I wish
1: Chappie had some District Nine like more aspects, like more violence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I that's what I kind of because I feel like uh District Nine was more apocalyptic type. Chappie Mm -hmm. was more like, oh, we're in the new, we're in the new world now. This is the way it is. But I guess that's the different storytelling.
0: Right? Yeah, they didn't really build much of a world in Chappie. Yeah, in District Nine, you got they more really... of a sense of like a dystopia kind of thing yeah. because you have the the really shitty like slum, where the aliens are forced to live in in really shitty conditions with like uh, asshole like patrol officers hanging around a lot. Yeah, they really built that shit up in uh, District mm-hmm. Nine. That's about it for me and Chappie, though.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the score five out of ten um mm-hmm. so the same score as you uh only because um the thing is a five out of ten to me is not bad it's just yeah. it didn't reach certain levels right like it could have but you know it it is what it is it's not a f- i feel like a four is getting bad you know mm-hmm. and then you know below that but a five uh, th- five's not bad
0: yeah it's like it's not bad but also if you think about it too the, like, one of the worst things you could probably say about any kind of medium is that it's generic. Mm-hmm. Would you, like, there's you, nothing if, there's nothing more to say on it. There's nothing really to say. Because, like, with the four, I feel like there's more you could talk about with it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the five because, like, the story could have mm-hmm. been better. They could have, you know, I don't know what the fuck they did with Hugh Jackman. I don't blame the cast. The, the the cast did okay. I just don't feel like they. It was one of those movies where they don't know what the hell's happening in this movie. They're just acting in it. And the, you know they what
0: did it, a decent job with just talking to nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then they throw they they paste in a robot and then like it all blended in well, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's it with Chappie. Mm-hmm. Good old Chappie.
1: And what did you uh, see this week, Trey Spells? All right. Um. Well. I watched a movie called um, Shirley and uh, I've been hearing about it from other reviewers mm-hmm. that they watched this film and mm. it's Have you ever heard of it at all or anything? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, she was Tell a us about it. um her name was Shirley Jackson and mm. she was a she's a writer here and she would write
0: <gasps> horror and mystery. Wait, that's Shirley Jackson. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, I knew you would probably. Th- I I knew we were gonna get it sooner or later when I kept talking mm. more about it, but mm-hmm. um, but I didn't catch the Jackson part though. I never, yeah, because I never said her <laughs> last name earlier. They never even mentioned Jackson even in the film, but we cool. know we know who this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she writes horror and mystery, and mm-hmm. you know she's I guess wrote for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, it says that she's wrote over two hundred short stories. So uh, we've probably heard some of those throughout the years, no matter what, even, Mm -hmm. even some of them are made into movies and shows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, they, they, they they don't look at like stuff like that. And then maybe that's what drawn my attention because I didn't know she did that either. I just did Mm -hmm. it for like the reviewers that I watch and like they called, they talked about the awkwardness to it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it's like a biography but it's still yeah. a movie at the same time, okay. um,
0: a biopic, if you will. Yeah, a
1: biopic. Um, the the most things I she's wrote a lot of a few things. I won't name them all, obviously, because it says over two hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a show called The Haunting of the Hill House that was mm-hmm. on Netflix. Did you ever check that out or
0: hear of it? Uh, no, no, I've heard of it. Yeah.
1: Um. So she wrote that whole story and oh, wow. sh- that that was the story that like it, remember it came out in october and everyone was like talking about it at one time Uh um, yeah i think it was like 2018 or something like that but mm-hmm. um yeah everyone was talking about the show it's a really good show i think you should check it out and if anyone hasn't okay. checked it out uh, the haunting of hill house um it's just one series uh one series uh season they're trying they're gonna make a season two but i guess it's gonna focus just on one character and then take mm. it from there but it's so, it's so good like the the storytelling is so mm. good it's like it mm. for especially being a horror story you know what i mean like about, yeah. a, about a house that these kids grew up in anyways that that's another story but that's the haunting of hill house was made me You don't
0: get a lot of stories about that. Yeah. Horror uh, stories about a house. Yeah
1: and well <laughs> i guess Stephen King like says that's one of the most important horror novels in this century.
0: So I was like, okay, I'll check this out. Um, she also like, especially re- since you brought it up that you know it's based on a Shirley Jackson uh, literature like story, like that. Like, like I only know one story by her, and mm-hmm. like that story was is was good enough to where like I hear her name involved in something. I got I gotta check it out. Isn't
1: that interesting?
0: Because I feel <laughs> like I heard her name before I even knew anything about her. You know what I mm-hmm. mean?
1: Like maybe growing up through school I might have saw her name on a book multiple yep. times. Mm-hmm. I guess she's popping for a book called The Lottery and Life yeah, Among the Savages. It. It was it the Lottery?
0: You've heard that one? Yep, that's the one that I read and that um like I was like wow this still. They is like they actually so even bring that up
1: in the movie too.
0: Yeah. It's um, it's like definitely one of her most like infamous stories
1: that's what i keep hearing and if they brought that up in the film then that's probably one of her biggest stories and uh i think you uh i was listening to an interview about her Uh, i guess that's the one of the things that fans would bring up the most was the lottery too um so i looked at the lottery i guess there's a 1996 film about about it I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet, but uh, there's a movie called The Lottery that came out in 1996 yep. based on that story. But I haven't watched that yet.
0: There's also a South Park episode with Britney Spears that's based on The Lottery. Oh, okay. Probably like the movie The Lottery. Mm-hmm. And I also directed a one-act play version of The Lottery in my senior year of high school.
1: Oh, man, that's great. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have that on film, do you?
0: No, but... um. <laughs> It did have we did it did they did um, three nights of it, and um, that was interesting. That's cool. Like, um, I, yeah, stuff.
1: I still want to check out the lottery now that I know about it. Mm-hmm. But it's still a 1996 film, like a motion yeah. picture film that's based so, on that story.
0: Okay, so like this biopic definitely like helps you like learn more about um this author. Yeah, and, fucking um, crazy. Does she it was. like like what kind of like person was she? Um, like, how do they portray her in the movie?
1: well um before before i get into that there was other one story um that she made and this has always been like one of my uh favorite films that i've seen it's called the haunting Mm -hmm. and um it's funny that the haunting is because uh it's have you ever seen it before it's about no so the the story of it, I didn't know she wrote that story. But I even bought this uh, the DVD at Bookman's. It's not made on Blu-ray. But it came out in 1999. And uh, the the cast is interesting. It's uh, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson. Okay. And, like, Owen Wilson is in there. He gets his head chopped off <laughs> in the film. Oh, you know okay. What, you know what
0: I'm talking about? No, no, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that no was one of my great.
1: favorite. That, I, it's one of my favorite films when I was a kid. You know, what I mean, like when I'm yeah. like ten years old and I had to buy the DVD, but I didn't know she wrote that story. Mm-hmm. But that that was just a okay. quick fun thing I wanted to throw in there.
0: Yeah, I was like, I love like, that Like I think movie. Owen Wilson, like, and I think Justin likes to bring up from time to time. He'll say, like, sounds really creepy. <laughs> I think that's a line Owen Wilson says in that movie. I, I'm sure it would. <laughs> like i mean it's not a good movie
1: but like mm-hmm. it, it was fun it's fun when you're a kid watching that film because it just gives okay. you, the, gives you little spooks here and there <laughs> um what did you ask uh about
0: the film here about like what kind of like person was uh, shirley jackson what oh person was shirley jackson um so uh, uh the actress that
1: plays her is uh, elizabeth moss she did a really good mm-hmm. job playing her um she's known for the hands made tale and uh, quite a other fil- f- few films um the other film she came out with earlier this year was uh um the invisible man she's the star of that mm. film so that okay that's a little bit elizabeth moth but she plays uh shirley and uh shirley dude she does a really good job of like just playing like if you looked up a picture of shirley jackson you're just like oh man that's one ugly woman you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like not so ugly, like disgusting, but just like nerdy. Like, you could tell she sits in her house and writes a lot of books.
0: Like yeah. the kind of like it's just you're just kind of like yeah you sh- yeah oh you're uh uh you're jo- you're a writer that's your career yeah, yeah. keep it that way yeah
1: <laughs> um so but fun. here's the thing too I learned I, throughout the film was I guess she had a phobia of being out in public which made it su- yeah which made probably her personality worse. She, she was not good at public, uh, and she even tried going to, like, a couple, like, you know, parties here and there, and it was not mm-hmm. good. She would just, like, randomly speak out, and yell out something, or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, you know, and she didn't live very long, too. She, um she was born in 1916. She died in 1965, so I think she died, like, at 49 or something like that um mm. so she didn't get to live too long i was trying to figure out what this movie was filmed or what, like the take the place it was taken um i'm guessing vermont um mm-hmm. is
0: that a state <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't i never hear about vermont do you <laughs> true i mean like no nah, that's Wisconsin. i was thinking like that's the state where the cheese comes from but that's wisconsin
1: yeah like you don't hear about vermont at all <laughs> but that uh so that's (laughs) so you know that that's where most of the film was at um it came out june 5th 2020 this year so it it's less than a month old um but it's already out like you can i guess i don't know if you can rent it but it's like it was on it's on hulu right now for free um i don't have much to say about it uh it's kind of a boring movie so Mm -hmm. the the story is it's a couple that move into her house to help take care of things around the place and Mm -hmm. the dude is going to um college and shirley's husband is a a professor at the college he's really corny Mm -hmm. and weird and he has like a weird club like um it's more like who's screwing the professor type club i don't know Hmm. why but that's the story that's in there she doesn't find that out until like later on that like oh so oh you're doing really good trying because the her husband um the couple her husband is trying to um become a professor too so he's learning Mm -hmm. from him the professor that's they're living together uh and she's taking care of shirley while she's living there but shirley's fucking weird as hell man like super weird and um she, and then Shirley just gets so involved with her life. She's and then uh, there's a lot of flashback or not flashbacks. So, um, there's a lot of imagination, right? Cause she's a book writer, so she's of course she's yeah. gonna have a lot of imagination. Of course, and she's writing horror stories. So, what do you think those like imaginations are gonna be? Those like horror like, stories. So,
0: huh? She like hallucinates a lot of weird shit.
1: Yeah, and, and you're just like. I mean, at least it's not, like... She'll be caught up in the moment, like, when she's mm-hmm. doing it. At least it's not, like, those dream sequences, which I can't stand. You know, where she's, mm-hmm. like, dreaming it. But, like, no, she'll be acting it out while she's, like, imagining it. Which I love. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I love those type imagination scenes. Like, and, like, ne-
0: everybody else, like, watches her, like... Yeah. Like, wild and out. Like, you can like, walk you in, like, see why? why are you
1: on the ground? Like,
0: <laughs> why are you looking that, that shit. way?
1: You know, stuff like that. Um... Mm-hmm so you know it's an okay film it's one of those films that you can like play in the background or you can look at your phone while you're on and not and not lose most concentration mm-hmm. you know um but i it's interesting that i even put it on but i i didn't know she was a real person now i know all about her and uh yeah that's the great part you know that's the fun thing mm-hmm. about learning something that uh um you just randomly put on you know Mm -hmm. like i had no idea she wrote stories i had no idea she was a real person i just put it on because you know it's new and it came out and she's a book writer you know so that's why i put it on
0: so very cool
1: that's it with shirley um the rating on the imdb gave it a 6.1 out of 10 Mm -hmm. uh this is another film where and the cinematography, by the way, was very nice. It's mm-hmm. such beautiful shots. Like, that was one of the best things. Like, so mm-hmm. much greenery. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for greenery and foresty mm-hmm. woods and type, type stuff like that. You know what I mean? The grass, yeah. plants. Uh, there's even a mushroom scene that was kind of nice. Um. Mm. So, I, you know what? I'm going to have to give that one a 5, too. Only because, like, it could have done a lot more... Actually, you know what? I'm gonna bump it up to. I'll I'll bump it up to a six because it is a biography and it is about mm-hmm. the last few years of her living. But okay, uh, so I'll go with the IMDb. They say six point one. I'm gonna go with six.
0: All right. Um, yeah. So that's Shirley. Shirley, Shirley, Shirley. You can't be serious. That's right.
1: So that was my film. <laughs> what was your film that you watched?
0: The movie I watched was Melancholia. Directed by Lars von Trier. Nice. It stars Kirsten Dunst, Charlotte Gainsbourg. I do want to say that Melancholia is probably has to be the most um, palatable Lars von Trier movie. Like Mm -hmm. even looking at the the rating on the back of the Blu-ray, it's uh, rated R. Mm -hmm. And I can't say for sure that there's like a uh, director's cut, unrated cut. Mm -hmm. Because I know that there are cuts like that for Antichrist and uh, Nymphomaniac. And, uh, of course, uh, you know my ordeal with uh, the house that Jack built. Trying to find an unrated, uh, fully uncut version of it. But the the Blu-ray is only available in uh, Germany or Europe. So it's Region 2 or Region B. Mm -hmm. And I can't play it here. Yeah, But um, I I still might pick it up one day just, just to have it. Um, I gotta have those extra three two minutes for real you know sometimes you mm-hmm. gotta
1: do it like i would do it for my my favorite films like if mm-hmm. i club had an extra five minutes fuck it i'll buy that new, mm-hmm. uh that blu-ray or something but you said yeah. so is uh the house that jack built is that that's his latest film that, yes okay so hopefully he's working on something new because you know 2020 yeah. now so maybe he's in the middle of something Mm-hmm. Um you said uh Kirsten Dunst is in this, right?
0: Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Um
1: I saw that uh Alexander Skarsgård is in this film and uh, yes I've been uh, I wanted
0: to bring that up.
1: I uh um obviously his brother is Pennywise. Um,
0: mm-hmm. but I, I knew you'd be interested in that.
1: <laughs> uh I am interested in Alexander Skarsgård because I watched a a show with him. I was kind of stuck watching a show. Um mm-hmm uh from a girlfriend. But anyways, uh it was called True Blood. So I got to like that dude oh. for quite a while. So every time I see him now, I just feel like he's a vampire. He even still kind of mm. carries that character like if he's a vampire or something, you know what I mean? Like he has like this mysterious look to him. Unless he's acting soft, then it's really weird mm. to me. You know what I mean like Oh hey, Ooh. how are you? How are you doing? Are you doing okay? You know, like I'm mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you're, because on True Blood, he was the vicious vampire. Like he didn't give no fucks, right? Okay, like, like he would yeah. he would pretend to be nice on that show. Uh, how was is, how is he
0: and uh, Kirsten Dunst in this film? I'll tell you right now, you're gonna be weirded out by him. Yeah, because he is he he is actually like pretty uh, soft in the movie. He's a softie He, he yeah. Because the main gist of the story is just we're just following kind of uh, Kirsten Dunst and Charlotte Gainsbourg are sisters. And there's two parts to the movie. Part one is Justine, who is uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst's character. Mm -hmm. And uh, part two is uh, called um, Claire, which is Charlotte Gainsbourg's character. Mm -hmm. And uh, part one, we're following kind of Justine. She just got married to um, Alexander Skarsgård. They're going to the wedding reception party and I was afraid that it was going to be like really awkward because like, hmm. like those kind of movies, they tend to be like that. It's like stuff like um, Hereditary or um, like *Midsummer*. like those movies where they have those gatherings and it just gets really awkward and everybody well, that... starts acting like an asshole to each other and, and just like, oh, I hate this. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Luckily, like, it didn't, things at the wedding reception didn't get, you know, as awkward I was worried about it getting, but um, Kirsten Dunst's character, uh, she, uh, we find out, is, like, kind of suffering from some kind of uh, depression, Uh and it's probably something that's been going on for, like, a lot of her life. Uh, We see some, probably, like, um, some, like, instigating of that from, like, her mom, who was, like, kind of being a bitch. She literally at one point said, ah, I hate weddings. And oh, then like geez. Claire, uh, Charlotte Gainsworth's just like, then why did you even come here? Oh. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm just like, I was about to ask her that myself. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here, bitch? Yeah. And then from there on, it's just kind of like, like kind of slowly, kind of like, like mopiness And it doesn't really, honestly, for a Lars von Trier film, it's all like, very tame. Mm-hmm. There is like, you know, a point where uh eventually like Kirsten Dunst does like actually end up separating from Alexander Skarsgård. His character was being kind of soft, so yeah. he's just like he's you know, he he's not going to have an outburst about it because, you know, you know, feeling like marrying her, you know, he understands the kind of person she is and it's just like, you know, shit happens yeah <laughs> the movie the whole movie is just kind of like dealing the idea of like depression how like some people might deal with that obviously like charlotte Gainsbourg playing her sister she has a little more compassion with it but there are times where she's just like you know i hate you sometimes you know justine yeah. that's like one aspect of the movie part one is kirsten basically yep. well justine and as mm-hmm. part two is claire part two is claire And that's also where the movie goes more into Melancholia being a planet that is kind of like heading towards Earth. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be going around Earth like it it, uh, gets pulled in by the sun and kind of like orbits around that. Yeah. Like the gravity like kind of like swings it around and like flings it towards Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to go around Earth and, like, go, like, away again. And um, Claire's husband's, like, an astro- some kind of astrologist, so he's really hyped about seeing it. Like, he like has, like, a telescope set up and everything. All the shots with um, the planet in the sky, there are plenty of shots where it's nighttime, and we have the moon and then the planet. They're, like, the same size. And mm-hmm. it looks really realistic-looking. Oh, nice! And like that's like one of the things that Lars von Trier is really, really good at is when he wants to have like a beautiful, like well composed shot, well like focused shot. Like he does it, he knocks it out of the park. Especially in the opening of the movie, it's like five minutes of like some of the most beautiful like slow motion imagery you could probably ever see in film. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of taste of that in the beginning and end of Antichrist. Yeah. And, um, but with melancholia, you get color with that as well, mm-hmm. along with, um, a much wider depth of field, like in terms of focus to where there's nothing blurry. You have like, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg walk, treading through a golf course with her son, her, her son in her arm. And like, she's in focus and, there's a golf cart in the background and that's in focus. And there's like all these, these real trees in the background. Those are in focus. And you also have like the sky, like clouds and everything's colorful. It's all like crisp. And it's like amazing, like visual effects are just on point. I'm pretty sure he had like one of those phantom cameras yeah. to shoot those um, shots in. What's a phantom camera? They're... um. They shoot at like ten thousand frames per second. Oh, and they're like that's wow. what they're specifically designed to do. Ten
1: thousand frames per second. Yes. What the so fuck? everything I moves didn't even know something like that so
0: exists. slow. You're able to get every like little bit of detail to, and really at oh, a really God. high quality as well. Yeah. The second part kind of like follows them observing the planet, like getting closer to Earth, as well as Claire, um, kind of like looking watching over. Um, uh justine like she comes over to stay at their house for a bit and spoiler alert the planet is going right for earth Uh oh it's not gonna go around it like uh claire's husband said though we already it's not really too much of a spoiler since uh in the the beginning of the movie we see it crashing into the earth and it's like right 20 times the size of earth as well Mm -hmm. so like just imagine like what would you do if you saw a planet outside coming right for you. It's filling up the entire sky. It's so huge. Um and it just crashes in and starts like setting destroying everything, setting on fire.
1: Man, I don't know what I would do. Maybe find the next porn video on my phone and just like <laughs> like get that feeling out of the way first and you gotta then... find
0: me some Mia Khalifa.
1: Yeah, find find some release As you're do it you know what? Actually time it out. I can
0: rub one out real quick before
1: the plates But you gotta time it out. Like soon as it's about to get to you and you're like, Yeah, I'm doing it now. (laughs) Right when it burns you up, like you gotta become a god by then.
0: You might as well pull (laughs) that muscle because you're not gonna need it much longer. Yeah. (laughs) But like who knows what that could turn into? Your DNA just went into the earth
1: in the sun you became and, stardust once again yes and now you just created you now you're the new god.
0: now you're part of the universe
1: wow that's I'm a like really both. uh interesting uh question <laughs> <laughs> at the same time as a mm-hmm. that
0: was a good answer right <laughs> it's an interesting question but she Charlotte Gainsburg and Charlotte gainsburn's son like kind of like sit down together holding hands and kind of just wait for it to just wash over them And then the movie ends right there, which makes sense because, you know, not much else is going to happen afterwards. So you were satisfied with the ending? Well, so what? Well, only satisfied in the sense that, you know, what else do you expect to happen, especially in a Lars von Trier movie? He has his endings always be kind of blunt and like not really satisfying feeling. But that's kind of like the point. You know, not every ending has to be, you know, a satisfying conclusion.
1: Exactly, and I feel like uh, you're you are able to do that with more of Hollywood films. Is uh, like you, it's easy to. Okay, well that's the ending. I'm satisfied. yeah. you know. But what? Yeah, because uh, they
0: they gotta write a good happy ending, or else you yeah, know exactly. People are gonna get upset. A
1: predictable ass ending. You know? They're not
0: gonna want to buy your no. It's better. It makes it even better for the mainstream audience if it's more predictable. Because then they know that they're gonna be happy at the end of it, and then they'll buy more movies. But I feel like what's more important is about like what how a more like thing you want to look into is how it was built up to that, and like I'm not gonna dive deep too much because the topic of depression, you know, it's it's um not exactly touchy, but like a lot you try to kind of like explain it one way and a lot of people will tend to like not want to, you know, not necessarily agree to it, but to uh, take it in because you gotta be very patient, you know, when it comes to depression, you gotta be, you know, very kind of like open-minded and kind of like willing, because you know, willing to uh, do whatever it take, do whatever like would kind of like put uh, the person's mind at ease. Like like Kirsten Dunst like in at her own wedding reception, just like went upstairs and took a bath, like while everybody else was like partying downstairs and dancing, she's just like alone, just sitting in her bath. And then like she even like takes a nap at one point. (laughs) She's like, I don't don't want to deal. Wow. Yep. She's like, I don't want to deal with like any of this right now.
1: What is her depression? What what's her depression though? Like getting married or?
0: Well, it's just you know just um melancholy. Like, the, the, the textbook definition of melancholy is just, Which is you know, what? like, you know, just sadness for no, like, um, obvious reason. Okay. And that's, like, what, like, depression, like, a lot of the time is. And, like, that's why people get so upset by it, especially the characters in the movie, because they've dealt with it for so long. And they, you would, they would think that they would understand it by now, but, you know... Like there's so, a lot of people dealing with that kind of depression where it's just you know it's like um, like nothing to understand. It's literally like, it's literally um, an absence of chemicals, dopamine in your in the brain. Yeah, that's making them depressed.
1: So it's like a lack of chemicals, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, so feel it, good chemicals. So it's a a depression, but for no reason, right? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like 2020.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. And she has, like, the kind of, like, her, uh, Christian Dunst's mindset, like, in the movie Melancholia, actually, like, fits pretty well with 2020. Yeah. However, like, with my, the you know, growing up, you know, I've had my own, like, you know, depression. Right. Uh, my um, girlfriend, you know, she has, you know, sh- uh, struggles with her own depression. You got to understand that it's also, but it's also mm. about, like, how you deal, how they deal with that depression, Yeah. Because the way I see it, I don't know, I'm still kind of learning, you know, trying to, like, get a better understanding of mental illnesses and stuff like that. But the way I kind of see it is that once you're a grown-ass adult, Mm -hmm. you should be more uh, in tune with your own mentality. Right, yeah. So that way, you know, if you feel like you might get, you know, upset easily by something or you might have an outburst, you're able to catch yourself and you'll know, not make yourself, you know look like right. a fool in front of everybody. So and, um, I got to say that like, maybe because we don't really get uh, enough mm-hmm. of like Kirsten Dunst is acting as like a mm-hmm. character so much. Cause it's just the movie is just kind of like blunt, just straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Kirsten Dunst character like comes off as, you know, She's on like the realist side that like um, it doesn't matter what you do with your last moments in life. We're all just gonna burn up and die because this planet is gonna crush crush us and I would say a lot uh, of squish people, us.
1: Yeah, I would say a lot of people feel like that right now. Yeah, Honestly. like they're um
0: they're I've heard, um I've heard that so many times this year. What you just exactly said. They re- they're
1: um they're re- it's, re- it's
0: a realist mindset, but it's also a pessimistic one. Like you can be a realist, but you don't have to be pessimistic. The that's the way it is, and you know, everything is just bad and it sucks. It doesn't matter what you do, so you know. Like almost to the point of like telling us you have to be upset about it. But like really you yeah. don't. Yeah. And like I've had to like deal with that growing up. Um and like like right now like I say I definitely learned a lot about you know, like that, and just to try not to be so, you know, pessimistic about that. Mm -hmm. I'm still, like, I'll be realistic and blunt about, like, certain stuff, but you always just have to look at, um, have a positive outlook on things. Yeah. And it's, like, really not hard to do. It's not hard to do, but Mm -hmm.
1: you know what makes it harder to do? Is Mm -hmm. when, uh, media and entertainment Mm -hmm. promotes it. That's when it's harder to do. Like, um, for instance, the, I know this is going off topic from the show, but, uh, or from the movie, uh, 13 reasons why it's like, why, Mm -hmm. why even make that show? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You you guys know what you're promoting
0: with all the depression and all that stuff, right? But But it's based on a book that makes it good, right? Yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's the way they looked at it. And that's why, that's the way I look at my cousin, like. She, like, because when she hung herself, like, in 2017, mm-hmm. guess yeah. what she was watching? Yeah. 13 Reasons Why. 13 Why. why. And, mm-hmm. and they don't, and Holly, and I think there was a bunch of other suicides, too, after that show. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, they didn't, like, they knew what they were doing. They were, they were attacking, like, kids 16 and under that had depression too early. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing. That, that's fucking
0: weird-ass shit, man. Do you want to have your own Netflix show? Um, Fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Then everyone will love you. Yep.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that would be a. Sh- I, I don't know if there'd be a Netflix show. It might be a comedy
0: stand-up. <laughs> you want to know what's? You know what? You want to know what's real comedy? What the first five minutes of Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah. That's all. That's all I watched. And Is that how far you got? Just, oh, that's got how far for- I got. And from there, and that's, I got further I understood than you did. I understood everything that, like, everything um, that was wrong with this show. But, yeah, that's just um, about all I've had to say about Melancholia.
1: So the rating on uh, IMD gave it a 7.2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. What would you like to give it?
0: I would kind of, like, 7. get 2. It around 7.2, that's a, that's a good score, 7.2. Oh, yeah, definitely a good score. And, like, uh, there are some things that kind of, like, brought it down for me. Uh-huh. Just, you know, like, little nitpicky stuff. And also, just the nature of the movie—it's not your, you know, typical, exciting, you know, narrative. Yeah. So, you know, but in this case, though, I would agree with IMDb and give the movie a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. All right. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Especially, yep. Yeah, if you want to get into Lars von Trier, you probably heard that name around, mm-hmm. and um, you don't want to get scarred for life. Yeah. You know, I'd say um, Melancholia is a good place to start—a little more palatable.
1: Yeah, not
0: just for just like the uh the topics of the mo- of his movies but also just like um his um art st- his uh, filmmaking style mm-hmm. a lot of shaky cam mm-hmm. all right so now let's get into our final movie of the week the topic movie of the episode which is tigers are not afraid yes directed by Issa Lopez. and Issa Lopez as well. mm-hmm it is a uh, a Spanish uh, film from Mexico, mm-hmm. and it it's, you know it takes place um, in Mexico City, and it follows um, a group of uh, orphans who are displaced by the uh, the cartel, the gang in town, um, and they just kind of try to make it out. It's just based, just them trying to survive.
1: Yeah, it's like a a fairy tale with some children and a cartel Mm -hmm. mixed all up in one. Yeah. And they all have some uh, history with this cartel. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they try to get some revenge, but they Mm -hmm. can't do it physically. They're going to have to do it spiritually.
0: Yeah, with the help of uh, three wishes that the main girl, Estrella. Yeah. She gets from her teacher while um she's teaching about fairy tales they have a shooting go on at the school everybody ducks down and uh well like i'm pretty sure you know americans audiences can uh, relate, relate to that aspect yes now nowadays they can
1: <laughs> yeah it took a while mm-hmm. but uh yeah now it's normal
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it kind of goes into a uh, monkey's paw sort of thing where if she makes a wish, it doesn't turn out exactly uh, as she expects, and yeah, and then it just kind of goes on from there. It's the movie; it doesn't really have any like established goal set up right away. Uh, so they
1: had they used a lot of like, uh, well, they didn't use a lot of special effects, but they used some special effects to, um, uh to use certain things that was around her that she could use to make a wish right
0: yeah like certain fantasy uh like imaginary things yeah Mm -hmm. what can uh, happen around her like the graffiti uh will start to animate uh there's points where like she uses a gun and the Mm -hmm. serpent pendant on it kind of comes to life and slithers away leads her to uh, the yeah. kidnapped uh, kids that she was kind of like looking for the movie has a really interesting way of kind of setting up the the fantasy elements mm-hmm. it, it's um you can also perceive it as just you know it's very grounded for the most part oh like, yeah a lot of the stuff is could just be you know her kind of like a ima- uh astraya, kind of imagining it to kind of like make better sense of like everything that's going on but there's yeah. also like it's not exactly like clairvoyancy I still don't know like I was trying to like think of the word for it when we watched it but she it's made kind of apparent like she has like this ability to talk to the dead it starts off kind of at first like it could just be you know oh it's like the monkey's paw thing she wishes her first wish is for her mom to come back and she comes back as like a ghoulish kind of zombie creature and that's how you kind of find out that uh, her mom was killed early on in the movie as the movie goes on her communicating with like characters who just died it starts to become more and more of an asset uh she's able to like find out like where certain events are happening because uh a spirit will come and tell her about it yeah throughout the whole movie uh her mom as well as other spirits are telling astrea you know um uh, come with me come with me you know take him to us take him to us and we'll um uh get our revenge basically we'll get we'll bring him back and yeah. um that uh if that eventually leads to the end of the movie where she's able to kind of like get uh the gang leader Chino trapped and uh one of the kids who died his spirit like uh sets uh the room that he's in on fire kind of much like how um he uh shine uh, how he lost his family in a fire that was set up by gang members yeah you know what i didn't even think about that
1: that's how mm-hmm. he really did lose his uh family was the fire yep um
0: and in the end he's a, his uh, spirit gets vengeance
1: yeah I, I i love the ending part like I, I don't think you can end this type of movie in a different way like it's away tough
0: away. especially since um Kind of just thinking about where do you go from here, because she's still an orphan. I don't know like what's going, what's what the situation was with her dad. All uh-huh. we know is that it's just her mom that was around, and now she's gone too. And it's just not really apparent that she has any other family. So now she's just like all the other orphans. Um, they're they're living on the street. Like there is that feeling of closure. She leaves that kind of like down like gang hideout building to a field of like you know like like some flowers like tall grass and um Mm -hmm. thinking beyond that you know where does it go it just reminds me
1: of like new beginnings like hey uh let's start something new something healthy yes you're seeing all this green like you're seeing all of like you know bad parts of uh whatever they want to show of mexico but Mm -hmm. until we get to the end and then she's like releasing all that. And then she gets, you know, to the nature. Because there wasn't a lot of nature in the film, right? Mm-mm. It was and, all like
0: urban, run down. Yeah, exactly. abandoned
1: Until the end of the film. Then you get to that nature part where you're just like, oh, I'm so released from all that. Let's see where this new life gets me.
0: And that's the thing. We don't see where it goes. Yeah. And that's like one of the things that like those kind of endings, they're fine. But that's just it they don't That's get
1: just any it. Better. yeah like i don't know that isn't
0: to say like for the rest of the movie though the rest of the movie i feel like is fantastic yeah it was all with the cast of mainly like young children like hardly even 10 some of them yeah
1: great cast great kids mm-hmm. uh,
0: they, it's like very like lived in as also like just like the way that they're like kind of like acting they kind of like have that cheese mold like cheese mo to them. They kind of like yeah. try to be tough, but it's because you know the situation they're in is so shitty. You know they don't want to be you know upset or like sad about it because that's not that's no way to survive it. Yeah, that's kind of like how you end up getting caught and killed.
1: Yeah, and I love movies like that where it's just very so simple, but it's got a good story to it. It's got a little fantasy to it. It's got a
0: it's got it's yeah. certain vibes to it. You know. It brought and, an um, interesting vibe to it and like uh, the fantasy elements are definitely like it's so like those the effects are also again like are well really well done in this movie especially oh, in yeah. the movie another movie with a lot of shaky cam that has yeah. really good effects. Yeah. Like we got Chappie in the beginning of the movie and then we got Melancholia mm. and now Tigers are not mm. afraid. Yeah. They're all like handheld but that's great visual effects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which makes it even harder because they're handheld or shoulder yeah. rigged.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, and it, it's a different type of film that I think most people should watch because mm-hmm. it's not your Hollywood type film. Oh no. Um, it's not your uh regular Spanish film that you would mm-hmm. watch. Um, like I, I gotta like the essence of the kids was very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: And the only other thing I really have to say that kind of like brings the movie down a little bit for me is just uh, like in the climax, because there was like the, like a group of the group of was like four kids, right? And then the and towards the climax, two of them run away, and then it just focused on the last two, Shine and Estrella, and we don't we don't get to see what happened to the other two kids that ran off. They're kind of like forgotten about in the story. Yeah. That's my only other thing. I don't like it when movies do that. They just forget about characters. Yeah, and we don't get to, we don't get any closure with them. I get that. Like we don't even like find out if they were like taken away or killed or anything. Other than that, though, that's and like the- my only like, like qualms with the movie. I have everything else was great. Like you know, like you saw me. Like I immediately bought it. The blue, the steelbook Blu-ray for it on Amazon. Yeah, you were,
1: you were very excited after the film. Um, yeah,
0: this is like the long first, like the long, like the first time in a long while where like I was so happy after watching a movie that you needed to buy it. Yep,
1: that's awesome. Um, uh, I want to throw a uh, quick few things out there. Um, yeah, you you can watch it on Shudder. Um, that's yeah. where we
0: watch it on. I'm actually um, kind of surprised that we haven't brought up. That we watched it on Shudder. Because usually, yeah. usually when we watch something on there, we, we first start off by saying it's a Shudder exclusive, or we watched it on Shudder and surprised it took us this long. Yeah.
1: IMDb gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, what would you like to give it?
0: Nope, too low. Gotta give it an 8 at least. Give it an 8? Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to give it a 9. 10 and the reason i'm it a 9 out of 10 is because um the film that it is mm-hmm. like i know it's not the greatest film in the world you know i, I know it's mm-hmm. not gonna match up to those 9 out of 10s but the film that it is right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a 9 out of 10 because it deserves it like what it was trying to be mm-hmm. being a very low budget film you know, the film that I was trying to make was uh, not your regular type of Hollywood movie. It wasn't trying to accomplish anything, honestly. That's why I love about it. Wasn't it trying I to. I just compl-
0: wanted to get like. Um, I wanted to get a good this, story. The, 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 and also that you know, this is what's you know happening on Mexico. Children are being like orphaned and you know left to live on the streets. Yeah. You know that so made everything like all the more sadder. Delicious. It was a it was a uh, you know a mix of monkeys paw with narcos and a fairy tale.
1: To wrap this up, Tigers Are Not Afraid uh, Yeah We gave it a You gave it a 8 That's right And I gave it a 9 out of 10 mm-hmm. So check it
0: out, it's on Shudder right now Yeah, and, or buy um, the Blu-ray Definitely worth a buy Yeah,
1: fucking help watch. the movie out fucking... Oh
0: yeah Like I wish I could have gone out to seen it when it was in theaters Yeah So go watch it Yeah, check it out subscribe to shutter yes they they didn't pay us to tell you that just do it i know they should (laughs) 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 all right so that uh wraps it up right yep that does it episode seven in the bag episode seven in the bag Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you everybody for tuning in and be sure to check us out again next week for another episode of Monolith and Mythos, the Monstro Studio Podcast. We'll be talking yep. about more movies and stuff going on. So, thanks again for listening. Have a good evening. Bye. And have a good weekend. Yes. Fourth of July weekend. Happy Fourth of July. America. America! <laughs> Deuces.